<laughs> anyway, it's all good. Everything else is great. Everything was beautiful and nothing hurt. And welcome to Super Duper Stitious. Stitious. The Paranormal Podcast about the science of the strange and the comedy podcast about the deeper understandings of the world around us. <laughs> this is a self-help podcast now. <laughs> That's why I'm Wyatt. I'm Jake. <laughs> That's Jake. We're back again. Whether you like it or not. Um, if you're tuning in from Cleveland, thank you for tolerating all those card drops so affably. If you're tuning in from Utah or Chicago, thank you, Mary and Ian. Um, yeah, so this is a show where we talk about spooky, strange phenomena, try and understand them more with science when we can, and, uh, today we're not really doing that. No, we are. We're we're doing (laughs) listeners' stories, stuff that you fine folks gave to us, and actually, in these cases, really did do so with the intent of having us try and give our two cents about what we think could be a counter-explanation beyond just is ghosts. Boy, oh boy, I am so excited. I love, I love these apps. We've only recently started doing it. This is our second time doing this in as an official format. And we realized we just hadn't been whining enough to get people to send us uh, this stuff. So that's what we needed to do. So we're going to whine throughout the episode to encourage people who haven't sent in their stories yet to do so. And uh, we'll do more of these on a regular basis. It'll be great. So please do send in your stories. Please. Please. Pretty please. It took us three years to have enough to do more than one full episode. (laughs) (laughs) So please. Come on. And uh, yeah, first and for Phantoms Most, we should uh, thank our one and only sponsor for Phantoms, the dopest little brewery in western massachusetts combining heavy metal D and beer to make delicious beer and it turns out they're also just sweetie pies <laughs> currently on tap uh although sold out on their site are battle standard lager which is an awesome very uniquely flavored lager uh slightly hopped up uh very tasty hand of doom oatmeal stout a stiff 9.0 dessert beer, or really for any time of day. Bite Back Sour, an awesome and refreshing summertime drink. And Purple Potion Sour, which uh, I believe both Jake and I love to say the word, is flavored of boysenberry. <laughs> and a hint of lavender. <laughs> and lavender. They're opening their, their brick and mortar soon if not already i have not been in touch with the brewmaster himself drew although he's been in touch with us about other stuff including frogs yes drew was quick to follow up on our previous episode in which we talked about and kind of critiqued science and cryptozoology and uh brought our attention to the fact that there has been a new frog discovered and named after the tired band led (laughs) zeppelin you can only listen to the immigrant song so many times uh, Jake? uh but but yeah the frog Wake is named after the band which is just another example of white people being white white bros being white bros and it's yes. dumb and it sucks and uh that's another thing you can get with four phantoms is a, a beer that understands savory social critiques yes one thing you can do to help out this brewery is either buy their beer in massachusetts or rhode island uh, you can buy some of their cool merch on their website. We always link to that in every episode as well. 
And you can also, uh, for free, you can leave a review for them on Untapped, uh, Sight Unseen, Beer Undrunk. Just say some nice things about <laughs> the beer because that's just the way that craft brewery stuff works these days. That helps boost their profile. And uh, it would be doing them a favor, which would be doing us a favor. If you mention us and some uh, make some kind of fun, goofy review and mention us in that review, we will read it on the show. Oh, you better believe it. So thank you so very much for Phantoms. We love you guys. And uh, yeah, check them out. Back to the show. Uh, which is to say, on to the beginning of the show. On to the beginning of the show. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, listener stories. We only have a couple, but they are good ones. Um, and so I shall... Kick it off, because this is an even-numbered episode. Kick, kick, kick it off. Uh, this one comes to us from Redacted, who sent this story to us back in May. And Redacted, I'm sorry that I didn't respond to your email. I really thought I did. Uh, I did today or yesterday to say so. I hope you're still listening to the show. <laughs> very much appreciate that you sent that in. It's a very good story, and I'm going to read it now. So Hopefully Redacted does not become retracted. <laughs> Somehow parts of this episode get cut out of the audio. <gasps> yep. Uh, I begin now. Aloha. So I've got a few stories. I fucking love science and I'm not typically prone to drawing impractical conclusions. So I'd like to know what you have to say. Uh, Out-of-body experiences can be induced in a lab by figuring out which areas of the brain to stimulate. Or some such sciencey thing. Having a little better understanding of sleep paralysis and exploding head syndrome has not completely convinced me that there is not some other stuff going on during these events, however. Hmm. I have two personal incidents that stand out in my memory is not being entirely explained away by science. Maybe hmm. you guys can assist with that. The first one happened way back in 2001. My boyfriend and I were working on the uh, leeward side of the island. This is on the the, uh, the big island, I believe, um, in Hawaii. And I was, having, uh, I was living a couple hours away on the windward side. One weekend, we had gone the longer way around the island. We'd stopped at several locations visiting with friends, and before we knew it, it was much later than we'd planned, and we were both exhausted. Looking at another couple of hours of driving was daunting. Half of that was the northeast coast, consisting of winding roads through gulches and old, narrow bridges spanning the valleys below. We decided to pull over somewhere safe and both catch a nap. We figured we'd wake at dawn, as one does when you sleep at, in the cab of a big old Chevy pickup with mm-hmm. the sunlight beaming through the windshield, but this was not to be. We pulled off the road in uh, Honoka'a, a small town which seemed completely asleep at 2 a.m., took us no time to find an empty parking lot at a newer lo- uh, at a newer looking medical building. The lot was lit with evenly spaced street lamps, which were all a kind of weird pink-orange color. I know the color. It's really awful looking. Hmm. Uh, Hawaii Island is home to several large telescopes, so dark skies at night are of high importance. Uh, the parking lot was a little creepy, but I chalked it up to the odd coloring of light, which makes everything seem otherworldly. Mm-hmm. We both got as comfortable as possible by shoving jackets between the doors slash windows of the truck's cab, quickly fell asleep. It felt as though I was instantly dreaming. I was used to sleep paralysis, and at first it seemed like this was going to be a typical event. Can't hmm. move or make a sound, perspective from exactly where I fell asleep. I had, a, uh, had countless experiences over the years that involved just that and the efforts of trying to break free from that. As an aside, in case this will help anyone, focus on your breathing. It's one of the body's processes that you can change during sleep paralysis that will alert your brain that you are not asleep, which will bring you out of it. For example, short, quick breaths, then a focused, long breath, etc. I wish someone would have told me this trick sooner. Anyway, I could see the truck just as it had looked that moment before I closed my eyes. I started trying to yell for my boyfriend to shake me because at that time it was the best method I had to release <laughs> myself from paralysis. Mm-hmm. Then I heard giggling. Lots of children's voices came from over by the building. 
They're far away and echoing, but growing in number and volume. Before yeah. I knew it, I heard the sound of tiny hands and feet on the door, and the feeling of several little cold bodies came falling onto me from the open window. Ugh. Now I really upped my efforts, and in earnest uh, began to try and make enough noise to wake my partner. To him, this sounds like someone talking in their sleep, and he knew that if I was ever making that sound, to shake me awake. I felt two children twisting and turning in my lap, and then, horribly, I felt bone-hard, icy-cold fingers in my nostrils and my mouth. They're trying to get my mouth open and soon left my nose alone to both pry at my mouth. Hmm. I could see my boyfriend a little to off to my left uh, begin flailing his arms, and I startled awake the next moment after his fingertips kind of slapped me on the upper arm. It was still dark out. It had only been 20 minutes. I looked at him and I said, Hey, I am not tired anymore. I don't mind driving the rest of the way. Can we just get going? He replied, Nah, I'll drive. I just had the most fucked up dream. He was turning the keys and putting the truck in reverse. I said, I did too. Oh my gosh, I dreamt. He said sharply, shut up, please. I'm serious. I don't want to talk about it. We're leaving. Whoa. Okay. I sulked as we, uh, I sulked as we left back through the sleeping town and turned back on to the two lane highway headed to Hilo. Uh, I fished around in my backpack for some tobacco and papers and offered to roll us a cigarette. After a while and several drags, my partner looked over at me and said, I guarantee you that place is haunted by a bunch of fucking asshole kids that are bored and cold because I wasn't no fucking way with that dreaming. I swear, while we were there, a whole bunch of kids climbed in here on top of me, sticking their fingers in every hole in my face, and boy, did they ever think it was funny. So I, of course, proceeded to validate his experience by sharing mine. Whoa. When we asked our boss, an older gentleman that was Kama'aina, a.k.a. grown here, not flown here, about the location, he laughed and laughed and said, Baboos, we were stupid and should have uh, expected ghosts there. Hmm. It was an old hospital that was torn down and replaced with new buildings. Of course, spirits were restless. I included a link to the facilities page. If you scroll down to their welcome paragraph, you'll find a little bit on the history. So I'll, I got some links I'll put in the description of the app. Woo. But uh, that's the first story. The second one's shorter. We'll get to it after. But first, we can talk about what do you think of that one? Wow. I mean, that's a truly uh, spooky situation. Mm-hmm. My initial thoughts were, you know, this is just a terrible dream that may be very vivid. Mm-hmm. Or some sort of dream state where you're sort of half awake, half asleep, but you're still having very vivid uh, sensations. But made all the creepier by the fact that it was validated or, you know, corroborated instantly to such a degree of detail. The exact same experience in every way. And a really unpleasant sounding experience, too. Yeah. Wow. I mean, off the top of my head, I don't know how to explain it other than coincidence and, you know, unfortunate dream experiences <laughs> yeah i'm trying to think if there's some kind of like normal natural phenomenon that could have been happening while you're both drifting off to sleep that would result in similar enough sensations to let your imagination take it the rest of the way and give you both similar ideas but it's it's tough to just explain that one away as what's a tough one yeah and uh a spooky one very much so mm-hmm. yeah i would uh i would try to avoid sleeping in that parking lot i guess or <laughs> yeah do sleep there with some kind of recording device (laughs) that do little children giggling and prying at your face (laughs) Uh, there's a follow-up greater fear yeah the world (laughs) a follow-up for that Uh, i should also mention that neither of us saw anything out of the ordinary it was all heard and felt Mm -hmm. my boyfriend at the time became the father of my eldest daughter and now is no longer with us he was very good at lucid dreaming which is why he was flailing his arms Mm -hmm. in his experience he was dreaming but knew that he was dreaming 
It still felt just as awful, I'm sure. Mm. Anyway, you look at it. Ghost children trying to force their way into you, uh, into you through your face holes feels icky. <laughs> but honestly, maybe they just thought it was funny and weren't trying to crawl inside our living bodies for warmth or anything. He said they were pinching and poking around his nose, ears, mouth, and eyes, whereas they fumbled around my nose and cheeks but quickly found and concentrated their attentions on my mouth and what felt like getting into it, laughing the whole time. Gross. But I never felt like they could have actually gotten in. Even pulling out of that parking lot that night, I never felt like they had anything on us, living, breathing, radiating, electrified, ass-kicking human beings. <laughs> it felt super-duper horrendous, but not terrifying. Nicely summed up uh, and very commendable. I guess, yeah, what can you say? That is a weird experience. I'm glad it wasn't more disturbing. I'm sorry to hear yeah. that your boyfriend passed away. Yeah, what what can you say? I uh, I guess ghosts are real. And, and they like your mouth. <laughs> they like the mouth. Uh, but here's yes. the second story that Redacted also provided. Oh, in 2018, an eruption of Kilauea's Lower East Rift Zone uh, occurred just several miles away from my home that my family owns. Most of my neighborhood evacuated. Family flew in from off-island to help me move my catchment tank, 15,000-gallon tank that holds rainwater we use for everything but drinking, and everything else of value because uh, and everything else of value because if the lava wasn't coming here, thieves certainly would. Mm. I sent my kids to relatives on the mainland for the summer. While they were there, their school was covered and completely lost. It was a very tumultuous time, but we were so much luckier than other folks. Mm-hmm. My boyfriend and I went with the water tank and everything else important to our family up to my dad's place in Fern Forest. The crater in the National Park was also having a big summer. The crater floor collapsed and was sending sulfur dioxide, etc. into the air. Oh boy. The park is only a few miles from my dad's, so how was this a good evacuation plan? For that matter, we live up on the top 9% of the Earth's most consistently active, tallest, awesomest volcano. <laughs> I thought, why do I have to evacuate? Didn't they think about this? I didn't want to be robbed. I was going back and I was going to protect my house. It sounded like a 747 was parked outside my bedroom window. The air smelled and tasted like rotten eggs. All the plants were dying. The paved highway two miles from home kept cracking open. So we went up to my dad's every four or five days when we needed a little less excitement. One night, after who knows how much exhaustion, both emotional and physical, my guy and I went to bed up in the loft of dad's steel-framed warehouse. Uh, the loft in this building is not a proper room, as it's maybe four and a half feet at the apex. Whoa. I fell asleep fast, and after some time, thought I'd woken, but couldn't understand what I was looking at. Metal. It was metal, but not the good kind. Not at all like the kind of metal that Four Phantoms Brewery adds into every single ounce of beer, carefully and fastidiously crafted with the perfect combination of Dungeons & Dragons. No, this <laughs> <laughs> was corrugated nice, aluminum. Nice. Very, very nice. Uh, this was a corrugated aluminum. But I was so tired, and it was literally just inches from my face. Lying on my back, I looked as far as possible to the side and down, and saw myself sleeping. Hmm. Tried to go through the metal, but couldn't. I didn't know where I was. I knew I was asleep and dreaming, but I was stuck. I started to feel uneasy. I kept trying to push through, but nothing happened. Then I was shaken awake by my dude. I guess I was pretty grumpy. He says I snapped at him for waking, uh, for waking me. I don't, remember that ex- I don't remember that exactly, but I probably could have said something to the effect of, Yes, can I help you? What did you wake me up for? He said, and this fucks with me to this very day, you were stuck on the ceiling. I knew you were scared and stuck. You woke me up. I knew I had to wake you up too. Thoughts? So, I think you and your dearly departed boyfriend had some kind of mental link. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I mean, that's a very interesting kind of shared dream experience times two. 
uh, which I don't know that it could be certainly shared, but depending on what culture you turn to, there are certainly beliefs held that that is a thing that was possible. But scientifically speaking, I'm not sure how to explain it. And it is interesting. I would want to learn more about yeah. about that myself. Because on the one hand, you could try and write it off as like, oh, maybe you were kind of like moving around your sleep and were like having nightmare type movements or something and that will come up and maybe there was some sleep talking going on that you were like mentioning the ceiling and be he's like oh you're stuck on the ceiling in some way i want to get right. you down he's just referring back to the narrative you were feeding but i feel like he probably would have said so or something if you had asked him it wouldn't yeah. be wouldn't be so matter of factly you were on the ceiling right so yeah i don't know but very interesting stories thank you very much for sharing them with us redacted and uh we hope that Kilauea doesn't fuck any more shit up. My goodness, I, I've always w- just wondered what it must be like living near the most active volcano on the goddamn planet. And uh, holy shit! So I'm glad that thing. I'm glad that yeah. folks stayed safe. That's good to know. Uh, and uh, yeah, thanks for sharing. Thank you so very much. Before we move on to the next story, uh, should we fire up the ONC AAA? And uh, this is an episode all about our uh, patrons. Ooh, I, we I think, do believe we should. Yeah. Well, turn it on now. It's on. And let's go ahead and plug these tendrils into the backs of our skulls. Oh, yeah. Um, if this is your first time listening, this, of course, is a, an ancient kind of computer contraption that we have uh, created slash summoned, and it came out of nowhere, and we use it for other stuff. But we also use it to run the pander function. <laughs> which is the Patron Appreciation Neural Dive for Evaluation of Risk, which is why we have it plugged into our brains. Mm -hmm. And through that, we will be able to determine which cryptid, creature, ghoulie, or otherwise strange being our Patron of the Week needs to look out for. Mm -hmm. And this first particular one, we're talking to... Elena Elena B. B. You need to watch out for... Silat. It's a centaur-like jinn. Wow. An expert shapeshifter able to mimic a human's appearance with ease. It is said mm. to be the smartest of the jinn. High SAT score. <laughs> they most often appear as beautiful women. So there seem to be a few of them. Mm-hmm. Tend to live in forests and desert oases. Mm. But thankfully, they are more open-minded about humans than other types of jinn and can easily integrate themselves into human society. Mm. So, Elena, you may want to take a long, hard look in the mirror <laughs> as to whether or not you may be silat. What else, Jake? Uh, they prefer to talk their way out of trouble uh, rather than use force. They're not mm. usually malicious, but they have been known to hide oases from travelers they don't like. They also can be meddlesome, and their attempts to help humans with their problems often make them worse. So far, so good, actually. I think you maybe don't need to avoid this particular creature. They sound kind of cool. Yeah. Very centaur-looking. Yep, so if you find, but they can change shapes. So if you find someone who sometimes looks normal and maybe tries to help you in a, a kind of... Um, comedy of errors type of way right and sometimes looks like a part lion part human part snake then you know maybe they are a uh, silat assuming we're pronouncing that correctly i guarantee we're not and uh thank you so thank much you so much for your support on patreon uh we really appreciate it if you yourself would like your name entered into the pander function uh you can do so at 
any of our three tiers. Uh, we would really appreciate your support, and you'll get a lot of fun stuff out of it, not just uh, helpful PSA warnings such as this. I believe at our base tier, you also get bonus outtakes. Beyond that, you can get some bonus minisodes and exclusive stickers available only to those patrons, mm. which are called Glug Sucks. You can find out why on our Patreon. And uh, you also get, up above that, uh, free and discounted merch. And uh, it's all good stuff. Let's uh, Before we go further, let's go ahead and unplug these for now. We can get back oh, yeah. to it a little bit later. Mm. There we go. Just a reminder, stickers. We um, we did get behind a little bit in our uh, Q4, Q1, Q2 sticker distribution, which means that right now we have all three of those stickers available at the same time. And if you join any time before we run out of those stickers, you can get all of them. Q2 of 2021 ends, I guess, the day before this episode came out. (laughs) Um, So that means uh, we'll be getting into Q2, which will have a new new sticker coming out sometime in the next couple months, uh, whatever we're able to. But for now, as long as supplies last, you can get all three of these stickers by signing up at the Spring Heel Jack level on our Mm -hmm. Patreon. Mm -hmm. And you may have noticed why it said all three of our tiers We've made this announcement to some of our patrons already, but we are, we're paring down our, our Patreon a little bit, uh, streamlining it some. We now have uh, three tiers available. You can see all that on our Patreon. Uh, trying to make it simpler, trying to also, hopefully over the course of this summer, beef up them tiers. Nice, beefy tiers. But we are going to be chopping off the bottom and top tiers. Look forward to... Those three remaining tiers having uh, hopefully some new cool stuff to make them even more fun than they already are. And uh, yeah, we thank you for liking our show. Thank you guys very much. And uh, speaking of that show, dare I read another story? Yeah. This one comes from listener Chris. Mm -hmm. So thank you, Chris. And I'll dive right in. Hey guys, I've been a listener since the beginning. And after years of you begging for stories, I thought I'd send mine in. By the way, if you guys want to send your stories to us... Oh, yeah, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, contact at superduperstitious.com. <laughs> it's pretty long, so I thought I'd break it into a couple parts. I'd love to hear your scientific thoughts on what could have caused my experience. I have a degree in and have taken multiple classes on psychology. So I feel I have a firm idea, at least, on how we process information. But some of my experiences, I honestly can't explain. I tend to lean more towards you guys and my thoughts on hauntings and cryptids. I'd like to believe, but unfortunately, most can be explained away. I'll start with when I was a kid and send the rest later as a follow-up. I grew up in Southern California in the 80s and 90s as a normal beach kid. Now, Chris... There's no such thing. (laughs) I remember my parents having a Ouija board as a kid and never thought much of it. I assumed it's just a thing parents did back in those days. But either way, it was just a thing always in our house. My parents tend to believe in the supernatural, which may have primed them for the experiences in this story. But as a kid, I didn't really have much of a care, so I don't think their beliefs would have an impact on me. When I was in middle school, we moved across town into a bigger house. My mom had just had my little brother and wanted us to have a nice place with a big yard to play in. Later in life, my dad says he is surprised how fast my mom wanted to move into that place. 
He said it was the first house she looked at and was almost obsessed with it. All right, it's already a red, a red old flag, as they say. Either way, we moved in shortly after she saw it. I think things started happening pretty much as soon as we moved in. When you walked through the house, it sounded like someone was walking above you in the attic. Mm-hmm. It would hesitate a step, though. So you would take one step and nothing, but the next step you would hear a creak over your head as if someone was following you from above. Mm-hmm. When you stopped, same deal. You would take your last step and the sound would take one more step and stop right above you. My dad, being a mechanic, just figured something was going on in the attic, loose joists or something. Mm -hmm. So he went up and walked around in the attic area trying to recreate the sound. He was a big dude, probably 230-ish pounds, and couldn't get the attic to make any noise with his movement. Mm -hmm. As a side note, no creaky footsteps at all while he was up there. Very strange. So, so far, Jake, what are we thinking? First of all, the mom is definitely up to something no good. Um, Yeah, your mom is a ghost, for sure. (laughs) The knee-jerk response I have to the idea of the weird footstep thing is that maybe instead of it being something coming from upstairs, it could potentially be, if the building's old enough, something where the weight of your feet on, like the floorboards, is somehow, if it's connected in some way through like the walls up until the ceiling, it, it could be just the movement, the weight, doing something that makes a sound above so that sound wouldn't be recreated by being up in the attic because it's not coming from the attic however as easy as that is for me to imagine uh if your dad was like looking into it in a very like methodical way probably would have thought of that so yeah i don't i don't really know beyond that but to your same point i mean it it stands to reason if the creeks are starting around about where you're walking in the Mm -hmm. main part of the house that's probably their origins some way right still very strange um i know some houses too depending on how they're built you know you could be generating sound at one spot but it sounds like it's coming from elsewhere oh yeah either way clearly oh yeah you knew what you were hearing so right let's carry on sure another thing so his dad's walking around up there Mm -hmm. can't make the noise another thing when you would sit in any room of the house after a few seconds you would feel like someone was holding their hand just over the top of your head almost touching your hair mm. I remember my parents having friends over and they would swat at the air above their heads thinking there was something there so sometimes in old buildings when you put your weight into chairs uh, it'll cause parts of the house to hover <laughs> over your head and make you know I don't know that's really really weird and creepy feeling because you can tell when, like, you can usually sense when someone's really nearby and close to touching you. It's a very specific right. kind of feeling. And to have that happen to a lot of different people who enter the house and have it be such a specific kind of sensation, is, is that, that's very odd. It's very creepy. I was going to say, at first I was thinking, well, it could be some sort of weird draft or maybe even some sort of strange charge in the house mm. that's just a byproduct of its construction. To have it be so many different people, though... It does. So it, it, it's me, spooky. Reminded, does he say that when you're sitting down, or is it uh, when you sit in any room of the house? So it's not any when you're room standing, of the house. That's but, true. But so any room. Go. So any room. The sitting part makes it seem like, oh yeah, like you said, maybe it could be some kind of specific draft that only hits you when you're at a level where it's you know your head is lower. But any room in the house that makes it a little bit more complicated because I don't know. Although, unless in every single room of the house you have similar chairs, all <laughs> the same make and model, <laughs> and they all have a weird construction. Perhaps they have a hand. Uh, did you notice a hand attached to the back of the chair? <laughs> that might help explain the uh, phenomenon you were all experiencing. 
Um, um, you know, the things I thought of too, like there's different talk about things like infrasound or electromagnetic fields causing mm-hmm. physical sensations depending on the characteristic of what they are. So in older buildings, stuff like that can take on a weirder form than it normally would elsewhere. And that could be involved in some way, but it's, that's mm-hmm. that's just a shot in the dark for me at this point. I would wonder too if friends who came over didn't hear these stories from other people, including your own folks, or even yourself, and then they're primed. True. But who knows? But if they didn't, if they didn't, and the swatting thing too makes me wonder, like, sometimes I felt either if I, you know, something's brushing into my hair in some way, or if you have, if you feel a little bit of an air current, like a slight gust of wind mm-hmm. onto, that's just very lightly hitting your hair or something, it might feel like something's just kind of there and you just, a bug or something you kind of want to swat at it. Mm-hmm. So if there were some kind of, and I don't know if you had like central air or something in that, in that house, like forced air heating kind of thing or something, depending where the vents are in each room. If there was some kind of reason that air would be moving at that same level in every room or most every room that could potentially cause that sensation, I don't know. A very strange thing for sure. Um, let's carry on. Sure. One night, my dad was out in the garage by himself working on our car. The overhead light he was using went out, so he walked over to where he had plugged it in. It was one of those multiple outlet splitters you can buy and plug into a regular outlet to make it into six, and it was mounted to the ceiling. Strange spot for an outlet, but that is fine. Mm-hmm. He said he stood there and watched as one by one, all the plugs, including the light he was holding, were pulled out of the sockets. They had been plugged in for months without issue until this point. One morning, my dad had left for work, My mom was in her room sleeping when she said she felt someone sit down next to her on the bed. She said she felt hands rub her neck, and she thought it was my dad. About that time, the hands went around her throat and started to choke her. She sat up with a start, and the choking stopped, but you could still see the imprint from someone sitting on the bed. So now we're moving fully into... That was all ghosts. ...horror movie Uh, territory. Jeez. Um, and Chris, your house is either full, full ass blown haunted, <laughs> full blown ass haunted, <laughs> ass blown full haunted, <laughs> or you're making this up. <laughs> last couple things happened to me. The last couple things happened to me. Oh, the last, the last, the the next couple things. The previous things happened to other people. These ones happened to him. Yes. Okay. <laughs> The previous things happened to other people. The next ones happened to me. <laughs> me, Chris. I was laying in bed one night on, in the top bunk. Okay, hold up. I was laying in bed one night in the top bunk of my bunk bed. Well, no duh. We had gone out to breakfast that morning at IHOP. Oh, I'm so sorry. There was a clown in the waiting area who would give balloons to kids to keep them entertained. No shit there was. As a result... <laughs> Why wouldn't there I be a after- clown? There's always a clown everywhere. There's a clown everywhere, yeah. Also- we see him all the time. He's always on every street corner. We know this clown. He's everywhere. You see him too, right, Wyatt? I don't not see him. Okay, cool. Clown gave him balloons. As a result, I afterward had two balloons in my room at random spots on the ceiling. Now, this brings up another good point, Jake. That's already concerning because for me, I have a balloon spot uh-huh. in in my room. Well, you got you got to have so you have like you know where your bed is. You have a dresser or something maybe. You have a closet and you have a designated balloon spot. Balloon you don't spot. just let them right? go wherever. Exactly. 
So random spots, probably part of the construction. As I watched, the balloons started moving in circles. One was moving closer to the outside perimeter of my room, the other more towards the middle of the room. I would think maybe we had forced air heating and the heater kicked on, but they were moving in opposite directions. That is, one was going in clockwise circles, the other in counterclockwise, mm-hmm. orbiting each other around my room. So, uh, your house is haunted by the ghost of it, <laughs> which is actually an interna- uh, international... <laughs> Arachnid alien monster. Of pancakes. Interdimensional, perhaps? Never read the books. Nope. Watched the movie when I was 12. Was afraid to take a shower for about two weeks. <laughs> and classic it. Loves dragging <laughs> balloons around. <laughs> uh, this does make me think, based between this and the uh, feeling a hand or something hovering over your head thing, does make me wonder if there is some kind of air current situation. You mentioned the idea of, oh, if we had forced air heating, the heat kicked on, mm-hmm. but they going in opposite directions. The only thing I could think of is like if they were going fully around the room, like making a full perimeter orbit on one, and the other one's like going fully in a different circle in the opposite direction. But if those circles were not centered on the center of the room, like the the very middle of like the radius of each circle, right? Then it could be that the air was coming from somewhere in the room and causing a swirl to happen in the room. A couple and, sort of aerial eddies. Yeah, that could make that happen and make it look like yes. that. It's, there it's, may have been a current, exactly to your point, if a current was coming quickly through laterally, it could spin off two eddies in opposite directions, one clockwise, one counterclockwise, that would capture the balloons, perhaps. The catch here being that we do not know what that room looked like or what air currents might have been happening so this yes. is did you have a large box fan also up around the random <laughs> balloon spots that was blasting air <laughs> there's a problem yeah and if you were taking the other one and just pulling it around the opposite direction with your hands that could be partly <laughs> yeah, why did that you was happen happening. to be moving these balloons yourself <laughs> leaving details out i see chris um very strange that or maybe some sort of weird electromagnetic thing but that feels like maybe a stretch. Yeah. Um, Infrasound. <laughs> yes, they're being vibrated around the room. Um, not so crazy. I mean, they do very awesome things with sound and sand. If you've not seen these videos where they put fine grain sand on a panel and then pulse tones through that panel and mm. it vibrates the sand into various patterns. It's very cool. Well, I guess I'm going to have to look up one of those and link to one for this episode now. Find that in the uh, the description. And if you just imagine all those little tiny grains of sand as being... Balloons. Clown doled balloons. (laughs) Then everything will make perfect uh, sense here. Everything falls into place from there. (laughs) Not long after that, I remember waking up in the middle of the night hearing a train outside our house. Now that one I can explain. It was a train. (laughs) There were tracks maybe half a mile away, but in all my years of living in that area, I had never heard a train. What made this even weirder is it sounded like the train was coming towards my house. It got loud, to the point where it sounded like the train was actually outside of my house. It had decided to do laps around the block. (laughs) Or like it had decided to do laps around the block. (laughs) Highly consequential like. (laughs) It built up speed, then slam. Sounded like a train wreck and stopped. It was so loud it woke my mom. 
She actually called the police to see if there had been a train wreck in the area. They had no information on anything. And later, we found out there, in fact, were no train wrecks in our area. Mm. So now what do we think? Obviously, the clown was driving the train. <laughs> and it may be you just finally did hear the train. Yeah, some, I mean, depending on sometimes if it's, I don't know what time of year this was, like if they're if it's winter, there are fewer leaves to absorb sound. If the wind is carrying sound waves in the right direction, it might be a time where you just happen to hear things you don't normally. Mm-hmm. Another thing, though, like I, I don't know where this was. Uh, did he say what state this was in? California. Ooh, this actually brings it even more into the direction I was thinking. Uh, I know growing up in Maine, we would have sometimes large trucks would drive kind of near. We had like, we lived on a little tiny side road, a rural ass town in central Maine. Um, mm-hmm. very, like, population of like 3,500 people, I think, even to this day. Wow. And there's a, a larger route kind of up a ways behind our house. And you still, to this day, can hear large trucks going back that uh, going on it. But you can tell it's a truck driving by far away. Sometimes right. sometimes larger vehicles would go on our road, which is very bumpy. And it's, it's on a hill. You'd feel them coming before you'd hear it. And it would just be mm-hmm. this whole sensation. There were at least one or two occasions where we had an earthquake that to us seemed, it seemed like a truck was just driving up the road. We felt like it was coming up the road and it sounded kind of like it too, but we never saw it come and then found out later, oh, that was a small earthquake in like Canada or something. Oh my God. If you're in California, the likelihood seems to be that much higher. There could be small earthquakes. My guess, based on my own personal experiences, that maybe it was some kind of tectonic event occurring (laughs) <laughs> it just sounded i would think you would have heard about that if you asked police about a train wreck like, no but there you guys there have, was this huge ass earthquake yeah, that would have probably come up so i'm not sure it is weird to think about the sound of it building up speed crescendoing some sort of loud smash and then mm-hmm. stopping yeah i do know perhaps as cars go by the rearmost cars have a different you know resonance than the front having lived in an apartment that was quite literally feet from a train track one time (laughs) um and this was an industrial train the apartment was nice i don't want to give you the wrong impression i was not living in some sort of a train apartment lynchian apartment (laughs) it was nice but you could certainly hear the train (laughs) and uh it would be a deeper louder or sort of uh, a deep rumble for the first half of the train and then we get sort of lighter and faster sounding towards the rear end so i don't know if that was part of what you were hearing maybe very light cars at the end would feel would sound higher pitched and maybe faster perhaps just because on on account of there being lighter and weirder doppler shit going on too yes something like this but i don't know um it sounds like there's some sort of crash noise you guys heard and i don't know how to explain that right um, unless something bounced or something happened. Um, but it was the clown. Lastly, my dad and I <laughs> were at the house one day shortly before we moved out. My dad was under the house working on plumbing or something and did the typical dad thing and sent me in the house for something. I was alone in the house. My dad is a pretty serious dude, not the kind of guy who messes around. I wouldn't really say I was primed for anything. Although weird things had happened, I was a kid, and at this time only knew of what had actually happened to me, and it was the middle of the day. Hmm. I was walking through the living room, back to the sliding glass door and the backyard, when I swear I saw an arm reach around the den to the living room and actually flip the (laughs) light switch off. Wow. 
I guess whatever was in the house was into energy conservation. Ha ha. <laughs> anyway, I hightailed it out the front door and back to my dad, who was exactly where I left him. I didn't tell him about it at the time because, honestly, I didn't know how to say it without sounding dumb. Um, I mean, all jokes aside on this and all the other points of unexplainably spooky stuff, I kind of get it. Weird stuff happened in my own house. I think, Jake, weird stuff happened in your house. Mm -hmm. Certainly to your sister. And uh, there really is no explanation at some point. (laughs) (laughs) Or there are not satisfying explanations, put it that way. And it's mysterious and it's spooky. And this is probably where things get kind of fun and frustrating at the same time because yeah. you sort of, it's the thrill, but it's also the chill. Now, I know that in some older houses, depending on like when you're putting your weight into floorboards and stuff, sometimes it'll cause what looks like an arm to reach around a wall. No, I that that is really, really. They do actually sounding. call it a reach around as well. <laughs> oh, God. It's a very creepy thing to have experienced and, uh, and yeah, hard to really give more of an explanation to than that. Um, speaking of IHOP, if you want to send your stories into us, you'll hear us waffle for a whole entire episode like this. And I think it's safe to say that I hope <laughs> you will hear our international request to pour stories. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Contact at superdiversities.com. Okay. Um, is there more to this stuff? There's uh... there's another little bio here. Okay. I'll just get to the end of it. Not long after this, we went on vacation and our house was broken into by ghosts. Just kidding. Was broken into. Not much was actually taken, thank goodness, but they did make a huge mess of things. Hmm. I think we moved out shortly after this. All in all, we were there for only about nine months. Wow. My dad told me later in life that right before he moved out, he used the Ouija board to contact whatever was in the house. He said it was a child. Mm. Apparently, it thought my parents were his parents and didn't understand who my brother and I were. I should mention, this house wasn't that old, probably built in the 1970s, if I had to guess. Hmm. Anyway, quite a few things went down in a short period of time, and I have a hard time making a logical argument for all of it. The balloons and the train really get me to this day. Let me know what you think, and if you would like, I have more experiences with a Ouija board later in life that also leave me stumped, as well as not ever wanting to see another spirit board. Thanks, guys. Keep up the good work. Love the show. Thank you, Chris. Thank, Thank you, you for tolerating much. our riffs. We really appreciate your story. That's very spooky. Um, yeah. I don't know what to tell you. Spooky as hell. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> Uh, if it was the ghost of a child, I'm curious, did you ever at any point while you were asleep feel uh, like someone was trying to pry your mouth open at all? Yeah, exactly. Uh, or get into your nose? Boy, that is very creepy. And we definitely would love to hear your your Ouija board stories if you'd like yeah, to send them in. Please do, please do share that. Yes. Uh, one fun additional note, Chris also shared with us a very cool piece of information that will become relevant think like two episodes from now or so something like that a vague cliffhanger reason to come back Mm, in two or three weeks (laughs) yes (laughs) yes indeed stay tuned for that i'll you know i'll go ahead and tease it some more it's gonna be an update on the sonic attack stuff we've been talking about for literally years now and uh chris has some first-hand information that's quite cool there you have it yeah turns out that stuff is crazy (laughs) yes 
speaking of real life insane phenomena yeah it's oh man and i'm amazed how far we have come in our opinion on what's going on too it just keeps what evolving a saga and, we should do a yeah. proper breakdown of the timeline yes of the sonic attacks the havana syndrome and everything else if you don't know what we're talking about don't worry about it we will cover it and you will uh never look at your microwave the same way again <laughs> In the meantime, I think we I think it was like episode five was the very beginning. So we've been Indeed. covering this for like the the whole duration of the show, pretty much. We were but children. <laughs> Speaking of things that may be doing harm to our brains, should we boot up the NC AAA device again, Jake? Yeah, let's turn it right back on again. There we go. Pop these back right in again. Uh, warmer and hotter than before. Yes. Yes. Mm. And I will not re-explain what this is. Let's just jump right to it. Yeah. Now we're going to focus on. Jennifer, Jennifer D. D of Fitchburg Ma <laughs> Jennifer be on the lookout for Yamabiko y- Yamabiko <laughs> and Yamabiko if you see it is like I don't know <laughs> That's it's the seeing. most confused demon ever <laughs> it's a legendary yokai from Japan it's said to create echoes when someone sounds towards the slopes of mountains and valleys phenomenon of when it comes back echoing with a delay is also called a yamabiko when it is thought to be the answering voice of yamabiko or a phenomenon that a yamabiko caused it is echoes yep they're sometimes seem to be the same as the, the, the as the yana so if you're jennifer if you're already familiar with yanawaro uh as told about in western japan as well as the yamako in the Wakan Sansai Zue, then, you, yeah, then you, you may already know what this is. <laughs> so we don't need to waste your time any further, I suppose. Essentially, if you scream at a mountain and you hear something at all in response, be it even your own voice, you should begin running as quickly as you possibly can. If you see a confused-looking dog <laughs> that is making an I-don't-know gesture with its arms which could also be an ain't i a scamp kind of a face too i'm not super sure it does kind of look like a little rapscallion kind of gesture <laughs> then uh yeah it's that like, is oopsies <laughs> he doesn't mind that he's breaking the rules no 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 in fact he seems kind of satisfied he's kind of trolling so yeah if you find a mischievous dog in japan that echoes at you then you gotta you gotta look out i will also give you the piece of information that its last name is illustration and thank you so much <laughs> thank you for supporting much us on for Patreon. Support. As we mentioned before, you can join our Patreon at any tier. Three tiers now. Uh, cool, cooler, and coolest. <laughs> and and you will have your creature, cryptid, uh, monstery thing calculated for you by this same very, very same machine, which we should now unplug again. <sighs> and I think... The only way to close out today's episode is to read another story, this yes. time from Jessica. Mm-hmm. Uh, good old Jesse P. Friend of the show. Dear friend of the show. Well, here's what, so if you talk to us more than once on social media or in emails, you become a friend of the show. That's how this works. Yes. Engage with us. We'll engage with you. Once we know who you are, hey, we're friends now. That's how it works. Yeah. You know what? You, you Everyone out there, you are you are but a few emails and messages away from having an interactive podcast experience. <laughs> um, Which may or may not be positive. Yeah. Uh, but it definitely is real. All friends of the show are hardened, calloused, <laughs> riffing pros prepared to be abused and used. 
Ask Young Santa. Yeah. So here we go. Since you guys are doing listener stories, I figured I would write about my experience with the supernatural. Mm -hmm. When I was nine-ish, I was sitting in my room, grounded as per usual. No surprise, Jessica. It was super quiet, and from nowhere, I heard my friend's brother whisper in my ear, Jessica, I love you. It freaked me the fuck out. There were no windows open, no radio or TV on in the house. But outside the house, get the hell out of here. That same day, we got a phone call that he had succumbed to the heart problems he had suffered since birth and died. Hmm. I found out a little while later he had had a crush on me. So... What you're trying to say, I think, Jessica, is that you killed him. You broke his heart. I've seen shadows and sometimes what seemed to be wisps of bright white smoke or fog that would fade into and out of my vision. Since buying the house I now live in, we have a perma-guest, Janelle. She died of cancer in the house peacefully. He was spoken to her family and they disclosed that info to us. I've seen her a few times in full form. Hmm. I would hear her talk to my children at night when they were babies. They cooed back and helped them fall back to sleep. That's kind of sweet. Yeah. She's actually quite the prankster. She'll hide things like keys and the remote until you ask her politely to put it back and then turn around and boom, there it is. One evening, I was looking for the DVD remote and I took everything off the entertainment center, TV and all. No remote. My very skeptical best friend was also there and had seen that I took everything off. I even wiped it down with a cleaning wipe. I turned around to start putting things back, and there it was on the cleaned entertainment center. It could not have been there. We would have seen it, and I would have had to move it to wipe the surface down, but there it was. So, this skeptical friend of yours is messing with you. (laughs) Janelle loves to play with my hair. That I do not like too much. Hmm. Feeling my hair be picked up and dropped or fingers on the shaved part of my head is a bit too creepy for me. Understandably. Yes. Ready for the twist? (laughs) My whole life, I have been hallucinating. Surprise, I never knew. I have recently been diagnosed with bipolar depression and prescribed a medication for it. One of the things it helps with is hallucinations. Within three days of starting the medication, all the activity stopped. Wow. The never-ending shadows in my peripheral vision, the wisps, all of it disappeared. It all seemed so real, sometimes scary, but often it was peaceful and made me feel not so alone. Hmm. Most of these things are easily attributed to lifelong hallucinations, but the phone call happening shortly after I heard the voice in my ear is an uncanny coincidence. I've never heard someone I didn't know was deceased before or after that. The remote, I guess, could be folly ado, which for listeners out there is when you and another companion sort of psych each other out into believing the same delusion. Yes. Um, and it sounds like something that you could easily avoid, but it is actually something that we all succumb to pretty much every day. Yes. 35 years of believing in ghosts smashed with a tiny blue pill. Turns out, if I miss two doses, the hallucinations of shadows in the corner of my eye and the hair playing start to come back. Wow. I don't miss any doses now. Sorry, I'm not the greatest of writers or storytellers, but I wanted to share with the coolest debunkers I know. But you sent it to us. That's cool, too. So you sent it to us. <laughs> Everyone else, take notes. This is how it's done. <laughs> Jessica knows. A little, a little bit of sugar. 
gets gets you gets you a long way. <laughs> um, thank you very much for a very candid and sweet story, Jessica. That's yeah. fascinating. What an experience to go through. Yeah, it's uh, it's good to have something for you know after all these uh, just speculating about possible explanations to have a very very concrete and direct explanation for the things you experienced, and also a good uh, a good reason to hey if you are experiencing weird things that seem to only affect you it's worth checking that out and uh there's a lot of a lot to be said for just taking care of yourself whatever that may mean uh different kind of medications can be great different treatments for different different issues but uh always worth just looking out for your health any way you can yes indeed some of these um experiences can be perhaps more benign such as like remotes and things going missing if if still a little bit upsetting but you know who's to say if the experience of kids crawling through a window and trying to pry your mouth open if that were to happen pretty consistently uh it may not be the most fun thing to believe you're experiencing no um so do uh, not shy away from taking care of yourself as jake has said mm-hmm. and yes thank you again jessica thank you chris thank you redacted <laughs> yep um and thank you all for listening. Yeah, thank you very we much. Really appreciate it. Uh, it's so much fun to read your stories, mm-hmm. and uh, and we will keep whining for them. Please send them please, in. Please, please send them to contact at superduperstitches dot Please. And I uh, can get into the next one. Which, if we get enough of them, we can do this on like a monthly basis, maybe. Yes, indeed. And um, in the meantime. Please do rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Mm -hmm. I believe is where it's done. I've finally stopped saying iTunes. Um, (laughs) And uh, your your ratings and reviews not only buoy our day, but also help get this show out there to the masses who have not yet been enlightened as to its uh, enjoyability. Or at least its existence. (laughs) Or its existence, period. Um, and certainly do also join us next time mm-hmm. for another installment of our 25 plus part series, Hometown, Hometown Horrors, Horrors, which we have so saucily served up only one course of so far <laughs> in, I would say, nearly half a year. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, or certainly a solid third of a year. <laughs> a, a, a gentleman's third. <laughs> and yeah. Anyway, thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.